Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. Hello and good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Hacks and Hobbies. Today is Monday, August 27th. Yes, I was supposed to publish two episodes last week or over the weekends, but things didn't happen. I did manage to publish one of them as I had recorded it Friday night. Took some time to edit through it and remove some of the junk that was in it. Um, not necessarily junk, just ums and ahs and um, I don't know. I just felt there were some words and some explanations that didn't need to be there. Felt like they were going off topic. So I shortened it up, tightened it up, and put it back in there. Today I want to talk about what's going on this week. It's a pretty jam-packed week. Jam-packed week. Lots of items on the docket. I've got a speaking engagement at the LinkedIn Nova Reston on Thursday, August 30th. Wednesday, my three-year-old son starts school. Well, he doesn't start school on Wednesday. He has an orientation class, so that will be pretty interesting since um, he's never been to school. So this will be his preschool orientation. Tuesday, which is tomorrow, my older son starts his new school in third grade. The bus goes right in front of the house, so it will be much more convenient than last year. He can get on the bus, get to school, and get back on the bus from school and get back home. Much more convenient, a lot less people involved to get him home. And so that's tomorrow. Today, Monday, I got a lot of things on my plate. Got some wireframes to finish and bring together some thoughts onto paper. So I talk a lot about my hacks and my hobbies and seldom talk about what I actually do at work. I am a user experience designer. I design experiences. I'm trying to bring that experience into creating content and media and information for the masses. I love to teach. And I found myself, I find myself teaching people uh, lots of different things. It could be how to use a certain app or how to do a certain thing, etc. What else? Talking about hobbies. Yesterday, 
I ran into actually my buddy from Still Brewing It podcast brought to our attention this 360 degree um, simulation device. So you strap yourself in and this unit has the ability to spin you round and round in every which direction. It looked super amazing but you better stay out of its um, range of motion because you can get hit. And then I followed that link through to the website where he's got some plans listed on there. Uh, this is Feel 3, as in Feel 3D. It's really amazing. So I was like, all right, where can I get me one of these? Of course, it's not available right away. Uh, he's been working on this for the past four years, since 2014. There is also a link to his Patreon um, site, and which said, the first 25 people to back this Patreon project will get first in line on the Kickstarter project. And I was like, let me in! And I saw the total number of Patreons that were patrons that were supporting him were 26. And he's getting $847 a month from these patrons. I was like, alright, I guess I will have to subscribe to the email list and follow the Twitter and figure out when the Kickstarter project is going on. Funny enough, I had seen this thing on a website maybe last year and I was like whoa this is awesome so let me explain what this is it is a a seat that you sit yourself in and it's the seat is attached to a <clears throat> I like to say a semicircle but it's more than a semicircle and the entire semicircle is can be rolled around um, in any which direction. So it gives you the feeling of you driving a car or you flying an airplane and you your body feels emotions of what's happening. Pretty intense. It's taking Ready Player One to the next level. Ready Player One is a novel, a book, and recently uh, released movie. I believe it's uh, available on iTunes and Amazon and all those digital stores as well as on Blu-ray. So if you have not heard of the book or the movie, go check it out. The book was written by Ernest Klein. So imagine the book, take it to the next level, and that's what this experience essentially is giving you. So I thought that was pretty cool. Next up. Anchor Podcasts. So stick around and let's talk about some essentials on podcasting and what it can do for you.
So Anchor, you've been listening to my podcast. Thanks to the production quality and the apps created by Anchor.fm. It is an amazing platform. I absolutely love it. I've been using it for the past four months. They've introduced lots of new features. One of my favorite, favorite feature is the introduction of the the iPad app. The Anchor iPad app is designed for creators. You can create your podcast. You can trim the audio. You can split those audio files. You can name those, move around the segments. Well, you can move around the segments on the iPhone app as well. But it's absolutely designed for creation. One thing I did notice, the difference between the Anchor iPad app and the Anchor iPhone app is that I'm not really able to consume media or look through podcasts that are on Anchor. For that consumption, you have to go directly back to the iPhone app, which is perfectly fine. I was able to leave a message to one of the podcasts I I heard today, one of the episodes, and... Um, the host had some awesome things to say. I agreed with almost everything. Actually, everything I agreed with him. It, it was uh, really interesting. I almost feel like I'm a very agreeable guy. But that's because I live in my own echo chamber. <laughs> I agree to everything I say. Sometimes I won't agree to some things I say myself. Anyhow, I'm getting off topic. So Anchor is an amazing app. lets you do all these cool things. I was just um, explaining how the app works to my wife's cousins. And the that one question they had is, Will this make me money? Well... Not really, but yes. So they're like, what do you mean? Simple as this, simple as anything. Why would anybody pay you money to listen to you? Do you have something interesting to say? Are you an expert at anything? If those two things are true, then somebody will pay you money. How do you become an expert at something? Well, you talk about it and you document it. You document that shit, excuse me, you document that information, you document what you love on wherever you are posting. It could be YouTube, it could be a podcast, it could be a blog, but as long if, if you think you're an expert, you have to be able to back that up. If you can't back up what you're an expert at, then you're not an expert and you're just posing. So I recommended them that, hey, they talk about... So now these are high schoolers. They talk about football a lot and others, and probably basketball as well. I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about baseball, but they talk about basketball and football 
and they also participate in the sport, school sports. So I said, hey, you guys talk about this already. Why not record it and put it out there for other people to listen? The more you do it, the better you get at producing your podcast, the better you get at informing your listeners about what you know. You'll do more research. You probably already do a lot of research. They're already playing. They're already doing the research because they play fantasy football and fantasy basketball. I don't know if there's such a thing. So if they're already doing that and they inform their audience, and sports is huge, right? I don't follow sports, so I can't say a lick of honey spoon about it. But they do. So if they document this stuff starting now at the young age that they are, in five years from now, they will be experts at some at the things that they're talking about. So I said, hey, check it out. This enables you to do your podcasting. Talk about what you're already talking about. Now it's documented. And people can go back about what you said and what you think and now your opinion matters and your opinion has weight and hey who knows eventually you might show up on ESPN talking about sports or show up on a on another virtual channel people will tune into you listening about what you think about the current state of a certain team roster and and why should somebody trade and what should they pick for their uh, fantasy football? Maybe I might be a consumer. I don't know. I'm not into sports. Talking about sports. At work, we've had a cricket league going on for the past three months, I believe. And Friday was the last culmination match. With one of the teams winning by two points. Now this was an intense game. If you know anything about cricket, it's nothing like baseball. But sure, people might like to think it's like baseball. Because there's a lot of similarities. Similarities are they're both played in the field. And the batter hits the ball with, and the fielder has to go catch the ball or grab the ball and send it back to other fielders to strike out or or tag the person running and it was interesting i took photos of the event got some good shots of the players and off to the side you can see the commentaries the commentators because they live streamed the event and they have two or three people standing next to the camera that's live streaming and they're talking uh, based on what they're seeing on the camera. They're talking to the game, explaining what's happening. It was really cool. It was really interesting. Uh, good experience. So I plan on participating next year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I will be in better shape because I will be riding my bike. Talk to you more about my biking 
Stick around and I'll tell you what happened yesterday. So exactly one year yesterday was the RBC Reston Bicycle Club um, Century. The 2017 RBC Century was yesterday and I believe it was on a Saturday. This year they did it on a Sunday which is interesting. Maybe they did it on a Sunday last year as well. I can't remember. It was a year ago. So yesterday was the RBC 2018 century and I did not participate. <laughs> That's because I have not trained this year at all. I did not train biking. I didn't I barely rode 100 miles this year. So starting tomorrow I plan on getting back on the bike and training for the next century. It might not be done in October because or I, I just might be able to make make it to that century because I really do miss riding my bike. Me I miss being on the road, miss being on the bike, cycling, struggling through getting to the top of the mountain and then flying down. So I believe 15 or I believe 15 or 16 of my teammates from Team Velocipede participated in the century yesterday and I could see I saw the photos posted by the RBC photography team as well as my teammates posted we have a shared iCloud library and I believe there's a 20 of us in there so anytime somebody posts a photo or does a ride we all get to see these photos and we are able to comment or like these photos so I saw them coming up and I was like oh man I, I remember and last year we had the same kit that we wore and and they wore the same kit this year um Mohammed made it he made the century i think he's been doing uh century every year i'm proud of him he he like me didn't practice much this year either but he got out there and he rode it i still have pain in my knees so I just didn't feel like I need to go through excruciating pain and, and be stranded out there. But it would have been a great story to tell if I even attempted it. Maybe we would have a first-of-a-kind podcast where I'm recording every moment. Well, not every moment. It takes about six hours to ride a century. 67 hours depending on your fitness. I know my teammates probably did it in five hours this year. Uh, that does not include the spot, the stops. The stops, uh, every time you're stopping, the timers, the 
recording stops or pauses so you get an even number of five hours did it in five hours now imagine how fast you have to be going to do a hundred miles in five hours obviously 20 miles an hour right 20 times 5 is 100 miles but that's that has to be your average speed of 20 miles an hour which means that you're definitely going faster than 24 25 miles an hour on any given moment because you certainly cannot do that speed when you're doing a climb you could probably go 10 miles an hour the fastest I'm sure people have gone faster than 10 miles an hour going uphill but there is a lot of climbs in the rest in century anyhow that was yesterday one year would have marked my anniversary and be able to say yep I did it again but maybe I'll just do it next year if I train now if I start training right now I should be able to participate in the next century coming up which is the Salisbury or the seagull century the seagull century is a beautiful scenery I remember last year it was a lot of gray and Let's see how this year turns out. If I train well enough, since it is in October, we've got August, September, October. I've got about two months to train. So if I could do that, it will be great. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions whatsoever about any hobbies, that I'm involved in or you might be interested in, you can send me a message, supergenate at gmail.com, or you can send a message through the Anchor app. The Anchor app lets you send me a message a minute long, and I can feature it in my next podcast answering your question. Feel free to hit a like, subscribe, share, if you think this podcast is worth sharing. Thank you again for your support. And till next time.